It is seven minutes after 10 o'clock. The Epic Times coming up at uh, 10.35. In the meantime, Professor Emeritus at Ramapo College, Murray Sabrin, joins us. And we're going to talk about uh, Israel as well as the economics uh, of the country. Uh, he wrote, Israel will use nuclear weapons if its survival is threatened by Hamas and Hezbollah. And, uh, you know, I was just talking about this, uh, Professor, uh, perhaps Israel decides that uh, Syria is, or not Syria, but uh, Iran is, is behind all this, and the only way to really stop it is to stop Iran. Uh, perhaps they attack, and then there's a nuclear exchange. Uh, boy, the, the world gets on fire, doesn't it? It sure does. That's why uh, we are probably in the most dangerous period in, in my lifetime uh, in the world, because uh, we have... Uh, tripwires in Ukraine, we have tripwires in the Mideast, we have tripwires in, in the uh, China Strait with Taiwan and China. I mean, um, the world could be in, in, in a massive uh, uh, new war or in, in three different theaters uh, in, in no time, and that's why uh, cooler heads have to prevail, and diplomacy has to take fr uh, front stage so we can sort out all the uh, uh, issues uh, in, in a peaceful way instead of having uh, perpetual conflict in, in, in the Mideast and, uh, and other parts of the world because um, we know nothing good comes from war. Uh, world War II is supposed to be the be-all and end-all of, uh, of totalitarianism and, um, and uh, nation-states invading other countries. And what we've had since then is the United States has been involved in Korea, Vietnam, uh, the Mideast, um, uh, South America, uh, Central America, uh, we've been involved all over the place, and yet uh, peace hasn't broken out yet. And with the collapse of the Soviet Union, there were people who were saying that we now will have a huge peace dividend. And look at the military budget since uh, 1991, 1992. It's quadrupled. And uh, can anyone say the world is a safer place for that? I don't think so. Does Israel have any recourse except to go into Gaza and, and start bombing the snot out of them? Oh, boy. This, this is really the intractable issue. Is, um, ironically, it's the Israelis who built up uh, Hamas against the PLA, the Palestine, uh, Palestine Liberation Authority, because they thought the PLA was too radical. And look what's happened now. So sometimes it's, you have to be, uh, be careful what you wish for, because sometimes it can come and bite you uh, back in the rear end. Well, it, it, you know, if it is, it, do they you know, have any recourse except to go into the Gaza Strip? Well, what they have to do is find out who perpetuated these uh, horrific uh, assaults and murders and barbaric acts in, in uh, Israel and hold people accountable. But uh, from what I gather, Israel is going to target the leadership of uh, Hamas, which, ironically enough, is in Qatar. Qatar is, being a, is a sanctuary for Hamas. And most people don't know that. Jordan Shackler, writing in his Substack column, uh, had a very brief article uh, the other day about that. Uh, so you've got to be, the Mideast politics is really a, a, a barrel of snakes. You don't know who your friends are, you don't know who your enemies are. And uh, for us to be involved there, when we don't have uh, apparently good intelligence, because if we did, we would have known that Hamas was, was going to uh, uh, invade Israel. And since that information was not available, uh, uh, it just shows you that uh, how much money we're spending on intelligence. We had 9-11. I mean, given the amount of money that the U.S. military and other 
agencies around the world have in order to monitor so-called enemies, uh, why why didn't this information get known to the uh, to the Israelis so they could have been better prepared? I uh, you know I don't know I, I they, they apparently were practicing this right out in the open and nobody yeah. got it nobody understood it which, uh, which is which is which is quite remarkable since um, Shinbet their intelligence agency is supposed to be the best in the world and the Mossad is from what I gather speaking to people who know the Mideast politics and what goes on there uh, Mossad has people on the ground everywhere in the world. So how they didn't pick this up is really remarkable. If you just turn the radio on, Professor Murray Sabrin is with us. He is Professor Emeritus Ramapo College. We normally talk about the economy, and we're going to segue into that right now. A major Wall Street bank, uh, and this would be Deutsche Bank, is warning about the risk that inflation expectations could become unanchored in a fashion similar to the 1970s stagflation era. Uh, inflation remains above central banks' targets in every G7 country, U.S., Canada, France, Germany, Italy, etc. Uh, how long will it remain high is one of the most important questions facing financial markets. And destabilization of expectations would make it even harder, they write, for policymakers to restore price stability. It is, is it... Yeah, I think what we're seeing now, uh, Gary, is that, that people have drawn down their savings. They're worried about inflation. So I think we may be seeing a lot of uh, buying in expectation of higher prices. In other words, if you think prices are going to go up 5 10% in a year from now, you'll tend to buy stuff today because you'll be saving 5 10% if you wait a year to buy something. So uh, we've seen, we've seen, we saw this during the 1970s. People were buying, stocking up on goods because they saw double-digit inflation. They said, I better buy now uh, before things get out of hand. And so what happened is when Volcker became uh, chairman of the Federal Reserve in the late 1970s, he really tightened up on credit. Then interest rates went over 20% to break the back of inflation. Inflation went from 4% to 3% in two years. So that's the way you, you will break expectations is you have a major, major recession. And uh, we could be headed for that. Uh, no one knows for sure. Uh, it depends on what the, what the Federal Reserve does in terms of uh, keeping interest rates uh, here or raising them enough to break the back of expectations and, um, and inflation. Uh, a former uh, Oppenheimer analyst uh, that they call the uh, the Oracle of Wall Street, Meredith Whitney, uh, she said that uh, home prices are set to plummet for the first time in over a decade. Uh, she says that uh, you know, these uh, senior citizens are going to be downsizing. And when they sell, there's going to be a, a glut of homes for sale. <clears throat> and then the prices are going to come down. It, and, and people will take advantage of that. Uh, do you see that in the, in the long range? Anything is possible now. All we know is there are some communities like where I am in southwest Florida where people are still coming in, prices are still elevated. Now, the rate of increase has slowed down quite a bit from 15 20% a year ago. Prices are going up maybe 3 5% now. So that's good news for people who want to buy a home. But with mortgage rates doubling from what they were a couple of years ago, the carrying costs have gone uh, through the roof, and a lot of people have been priced out of the marketplace. So there'll be less uh, less demand, but on the other hand, there'll be less supply because people will 
would not be moving from the uh, with their three percent mortgage into another home for, uh, for with a 7% or more mortgage. So again, here's another unintended consequence of the Federal Reserve's uh, really stupid policy of keeping interest rates close to 0% for so many years. Uh, what, we've, what we should know from economics and finance is that if you uh, distort the uh, interest rates, you, you distort the economy, you're going to get bad consequences. And we're seeing this with the uh, Never ending spending by the Biden administration and uh, and low interest rates and now of course uh, we have a, a military situation that we have uh, on the front burner. So uh, this is a perfect storm where uh, things get so out of hand next year in an election year. Uh, what will the American electorate do? I mean, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. is now declared as independent, and we know that from polls, uh, people are uh, unhappy with both Trump and Biden. So will be will this be the, the chance for a third party or an independent run for the presidency to really make a headway in terms of uh, either winning the election outright or uh, causing uh, or getting enough votes to throw the uh, electoral vote into the House of Representatives? So there's a lot at stake next year, economically, politically, geopolitically, socially. I mean, uh, we're, we're, we're in the most difficult time in my lifetime. And uh how it plays out, uh, there are so many variables. You, you pick, your pick and choose what scenario you think is possible because anything is possible next year. I think there is going to be a huge protest vote uh, that will affect third parties, uh, including the Libertarian Party. Um, before I let you go, who do you think should be the next Speaker of the House? I mean, besides oh me. Yeah, I tell you, um, what what the, the Republicans need to do is get their act together and ha and and talk about what's important for the American people and who that individual is is not as important as what 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 policies do you want to see implemented? And now, obviously, you can't do them unilaterally because you have a Democratic Senate and a Democratic president, but you've got to make a stance and say, listen, we are also responsible for the Democrats for this understanding. We're responsible for uh, not reigning in the Federal Reserve because they're supposedly independent. So it, it's, it, to me, it's not the individuals that matter. It's what ideas that you want to see put in the forefront that will make life better for the American people. And we don't have that today because so many people are living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, people, angst is all over the place. I mean, you read in the Wall Street Journal how um, mental illness and anxiety disorders are just skyrocketing across the country, especially young people because of COVID and, uh, and the fallout from that. So uh, we're in, uh, like I say, uh, we're in something that four years ago no one could have predicted. And here we are in 2023 on the eve of a presidential election where anything is possible. And I've been on record to Gary, as you know, in my Substack home. I don't think Biden's going to be the nominee. Uh, and with Trump, who knows uh, what's going to happen on the Republican side because um, uh, people are getting less and less enamored with, with him. And so um, everything is up in the air for next year. I am increasingly convinced that Biden is not going to be the uh, nominee of the Democratic Party. I think they're uh, being Claire McCaskill, uh, the Republicans are. Uh, I think at the last minute, they pull the rug out from under. Uh, we've got uh, Trump on the Republican side and then some young Democrat uh, on the uh, Democrat side. And, and, and that, I think, is their goal. Professor Murray Saber and Pro Professor Emeritus, Ramapo College, Finance and Economics, thank you for being with us this morning. Great to be with you, Gary. You take care and have a good week. All right. You too. Take care. Uh, all right. Uh, we are going to have a little conversation here about neo-Nazis. 
because uh, they stopped in a restaurant and uh, it caused quite a stir. We'll chat about that. And we'll have the Epic Times as well. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 22 minutes after 10 o'clock. We're going to talk about these Nazis that uh, showed up at a restaurant in Texas, I think down in Houston. I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, But Brenda says, can you ask your economic guy if it's a good idea to keep cash in a safe? Uh, You know, it's too late. I didn't get the message until after he was gone. But I I would argue uh, not too much. Not too much cash. If you really want to be safe, you ought to have something in a valuable metal, like gold or silver. And you can get those coins, and they'll hold their value. They'll always have... If you buy uh, $10 worth of gold, it will always buy, for the most part, the same amount of goods. The dollar may vacillate, but the gold... Still has, uh, still holds its value. Uh, an ounce of gold will buy a rich man's suit. That was true in 1900, and it's true today. So, yeah, you can keep cash in the safe, but it's all it's going to do. If you put cash, you store cash every week. It, 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 it it's like somebody is going in and taking money out of the safe. The more money they print the less you can buy with the money you have. So I would not keep a lot of money. This is my personal opinion. I would not keep a lot of cash on hand. Try and find a way to make it work for you uh, so that it, uh, it, it accrues in value. Got a response from Casey about dual citizenship. Said, my granddaughter lives in Thailand. Her father is American. Her mother, Thai. She has dual citizenship. I love her with all my heart. Sometimes you talk out of your, uh, well, derriere. So what, Casey? Have her choose. Which which country does she want citizenship in? Pick it. She wants to be an American citizen? Be an American citizen. Doesn't mean you have to discard her or stop loving her. I don't know why you bother with that part of the conversation. Just, you want to be an American, be an American. Not, and, and it used to be that way. There, were, there was a time when if you wanted to be an American citizen, you couldn't have dual citizenship. We didn't have it. And we shouldn't now. Pick your allegiance. What are you? Um, so, I, you know, I, I don't know, Casey. You, you just tell your granddaughter to pick one and stick with it. I'm not sure where I'm going to go with this. This this story uh, struck me as um, pretty ugly. Nazi-clad groups went to a, a, a taco restaurant in Fort Worth. They were wearing swastikas and, you know, wearing uniforms or clothes that uh, closely resembled the uh, World War II Nazis. A group, they said, dressed in Nazi clothing, put anti-Semitic material on scores of cars at Fort Worth Botanic Garden on Sunday, the same day that people wearing similar paraphernalia were videoed eating at a taco restaurant. Uh, The the taco restaurant and uh, the Botanic Garden uh, both uh, were not, uh, you know, they they were upset about this. There's a video of them eating at this restaurant. It went viral. I'm curious. If you had a restaurant, 
if you had a any kind of business that deals with retail, and uh, neo Nazis came in, you know, wearing the swastika and and uh, the uniform of the Nazis, would you serve them? Would you give them, you know, service, or would you tell them leave? I was in the hospitality industry for years. My grandparents, my parents, my uh, my sister and I, uh, we ran a tavern. If somebody came into Nolan's wearing a, a Nazi uniform and a Nazi swastika and promoting anti-Semitism, I'd throw them out on their ass. I would throw them out in a New York second. I wouldn't want anything to do with them. But the restaurant served them. And I guess the, the thought for the restaurant was uh, serve them and get them out of there as quickly as possible. I wouldn't have served them. Would you? And I don't care what. Imagine, imagine you, have, you sell uh, clothes or food or you're in a service industry, whatever. You're, you're dealing with the retail. You're dirt, dealing with public. And, and, and people come in wearing swastikas. Would you serve them or would you throw them out? Would you turn them away? On one hand, you might become a victim by doing that. They may target you because these people are crazy. They're stupid. Anybody that's racist is stupid. Anybody that, uh, that thinks that somehow Nazism is uh, you know, something that should come back is out of their flipping minds. They're insane. Would you serve them or would you send them away? 800-529-5572 or 874-9390 if you're local or GaryNolan.com if you're not. Butch, good morning. Would you serve them? No, Gary, I wouldn't. And I'll tell you another thing. If I was in there eating and I'd seen that they'd served them, I'd have gotten my ass up and left. I would have. I, I wouldn't put up with that. I'm, I've got same thinking as you do, and uh, that's all I got to say about it. it makes you sick, doesn't it? Have it doesn't, Gary. Take Thank care. you, Butch. Yep. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How could anybody think that somehow the Nazis had something, anything, right? It's that's just crazy. They should be embarrassed. They should be ashamed. To walk around wearing a swastika. Wouldn't you want to mock them first before the, you'd ask them to leave? <laughs> how, how would I do that? Well, I'll say, you... hey, is there a rally close by here? Or are you fellows dressed up for Halloween? What's going on? You know, I probably end up getting shot over. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care. People like that deserve to be mocked. Uh, I don't know. I, you'd be, wouldn't you just... Yeah, I would be so embarrassed if some member of my family did that. I would literally, I would shun them. It, it is such an ugly history of the world, the Nazis, and yet there are these idiots running around the country, and they're not just in this uh, uh, Fort Worth uh, restaurant. They're they're all over the place. All right, we'll take your calls in just a few. It's the Gary Nolan Show, and it's the Zimmer Radio Network.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. 1035, glad to have you with us on the Gary Nolan Show. You walk into a restaurant and there are a bunch of neo-Nazis wearing swastikas. Do you say anything to them? And if you own the building, if you own the store, do you serve them? This happened in Fort Worth, Texas, and I, I'm not even going to mention the name of the restaurant. Um, but apparently these neo-Nazis walked in and ordered food. And a couple of people got upset. Uh, one of them, uh, Ms. Gregorio, was eating with her mother, said she was uh, staring at the group and talking about them with her mom. Then one of the men in the group walked by her, uh, and she, by the way, is Jewish, and said, white power. And that kicked off a verbal altercation. She said, I just felt like silence is compliance, and I can't sit and watch these people in public comfortably. How would you respond if you owned the restaurant? Would you serve them? If you were in the restaurant and they were there, would you confront them? I think Nazism is one of the greatest evils in the history of the world. But I'm not sure I would have confronted them. Would you you would confront them, Brian? Uh yes, after I mock them. I I want to get my dibs in, you know. <laughs> you want to get your dibs? <laughs> yeah. You, you want to take the first cheap shot. Yes. Oh lord. Uh what would you tell them? I would tell them that uh, your kind is not served here, or something along those lines. Well, what if you were just a, 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 a sitting in the restaurant ordering dinner, and they came in and sat down? Would you say anything to them then? I mean, are they uh, dressed in their Nazi yes. attire? Yeah. Yes. No, I would say we don't allow that type no, of you're attire. No, you're just a customer. If you're just a customer. Oh, a customer? No, it's not up to me to enforce anything at that point. I don't own the building. What... Well, you might stand up and say, you know what, I don't want to eat with Nazis. Yeah, i probably um, finish my dinner quicker, quicker than I did. <laughs> Can I have this to go? <laughs> exactly, yeah. All right, let me go to the phones. 800-529-5572. or GaryNolan.com. Roy is on the line. Roy, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm... I would have to run them out if I could. Uh, but the other thing is, we're... Sorry I'm driving here, but uh, we are funding the neo-Nazis in Ukraine. Why aren't we getting rid of them? Uh, I don't think the Ukraine is an issue for, for the United States to be involved in at all. Uh, I Europeans don't either. can handle that. But if you're sitting in that restaurant, Roy, and they come in and they're wearing uh, the Nazi uh, uh, swastika uh, and uh, jerseys, do you say anything to them or do you just walk out or do you just ignore it and finish your dinner and go your own I, happy way? I would probably stand up and my mind changes for every circumstance, so I don't know exactly what I would say, <laughs> but I would say something... Uh, and leave. Okay. All right. Roy, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. He would say something and leave. Uh, let's go to the uh, GaryNolan.com. Chris says, uh, first, I would point out to them that it's hypocritical to be ordering Mexican food 
uh, one of the groups they hate, uh, <laughs> so they need to, uh, they need to move along. And I find uh, a restaurant that serves sauerkraut or some other Nazi-approved <laughs> food. Clowns. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> um, what would you do? I I would probably leave, and I might say something along the lines of I I won't eat in a restaurant with Nazis. I think that that's probably where I would go with it. It would be enough to send a message to the restaurant and to them uh, that they're not wanted. What an ugly, ugly thing to reproduce. Why would, what on earth could they be thinking, how on earth could they be thinking that this is, this is a group worthy of emulating I, maybe I, it, maybe they just did it for the shock factor, just to see what, you know. No, they were uh, supporting their views on uh, Nazism. Hmm. They, they uh, repeated a Nazi slogan and, uh, you know, just, they were real. They were real. I don't think I've ever encountered that in my entire life. Have you? Not personally. I mean, I've seen it on TV. I've seen these idiots uh, yeah. on TV. Uh, Gregorio so said she was most upset with how the restaurant handled the situation. She was disappointed that no other customer said anything uh, to the group or the restaurant. I see all these comments on TikTok with people who say, oh, if I was there, I would have stood up, Gregorio said. But you know, there were other people in the restaurant, and nobody stood up. Nobody said anything. Would you have said something? Would you have, would you have done something? 874-9390-800-529-5572. I, I, I do believe I would have just simply said, I'm not eating in a restaurant with... with uh, with neo-Nazis. What an ugly, ugly group. Honestly, ugly group. Uh, all right. Uh, Texas, according to the Wall Street Journal, has a reputation as an affordable place to live, in large part because homeownership stayed within reach of, of the middle class. But now, apparently, the state is engaging in the same kinds of behavior they did in California. The same forces that made homes a lot less affordable in a lot of cities before, uh, because they're reasonable prices uh, before the pandemic migration from California. California to Texas, the most popular interstate relocation route in the country. I would love to see that relocation route be to Missouri. Get rid of the income tax. Get rid of the personal property tax. And Missouri is the perfect place to be. It's not overwhelmingly hot like it is in Texas. It's got everything that you could possibly want, depending on what city and what where you want to be. It could be the perfect place to live. If only they'd get rid of the income tax and the personal property tax. Well, quit sending them to Texas, for crying out loud. On the Nazis, uh, Steve is on the line. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. I enjoy your show. Thank you. 
if I was in that restaurant, I would summon the manager and tell him I don't appreciate them being in here and I'm leaving. And on my way out, I would say, why are you in here? You're, you're kind of welcome here. And I got to say one more thing as I close. Um, that's no different if the Black Lives Matter people were in there. I'd say the same thing to them. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, I, Brian, would you say anything if it was Black Lives Matter? They had the BLM sign and they're, they're wearing... Would you say anything? As a customer? No. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. You wouldn't stand up and say, I'm not going to eat with these racists? I would probably, again, you know, make... It's like, well, this restaurant is not a place I want to be right now and leave. But I don't think I'd confront them. Interesting. I was in a confrontation many years ago in a restaurant. It was five on two, and it uh, it turned ugly. (laughs) Well, it did that when you showed up. All right, Steve, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Is that the one where you were with your brother? It is, yeah. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lee, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I am well, thank you. What would you do? Nothing. I would ignore it. You'd ignore it? They are looking for, they're looking for confirmation of their cause. If you ignore them, they get nothing. So. What about your business? So like a petulant child, uh, you, you. They're looking for some kind of response, and you're not going to exactly. give it to them. I'll yes. bet you a child I will always look at, and I said, look, you just, I'll look at the parents and say, well, he's doing his job. He's getting it done. <laughs> all right. I do all that right. all the time. I, I play Santa Claus, or don't play, but I uh, am Santa Claus during December. Yeah. And if a child acts up and I'm around, I'll just look at the parents and say, well, that's his job. Hmm. And go on. And the kid usually just shuts up. Well, that's a different uh, different tact. I'm, I'm not sure I, where I stand on it, but it is different. All right, Lee, well, thank you. Uh, you bet. All right, take care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. That's, they're looking for attention. Don't give it to them. That's an interesting idea. Communists killed more people than fascists, Nazis, in historical terms. Would you refuse to eat in a restaurant if you see someone wearing Che Guevara shirt? If not, why do you have a bias preferring the most deadly of the two uh, main authoritarian groups? Well, I'm not sure that uh, the communists... uh, killed more. I know they both killed a lot. I don't know what the statistics are. So uh, I would blame that on ignorance on my part. All right. Up against the clock. Quick break. We'll be back. Gary Nolan, Zimmer, Radio Network. It is uh, 10 minutes to 11. I got a, 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 a message from GaryNolan.com from a listener who said, "Is uh, you know, should we keep cash in our safes at home? And I suggested no. Uh, not too much. I mean, some, because the world's not coming to an end right away, but Cash gets devalued every day because of inflation. You're just losing the money. It's like somebody going into the safe and taking a dollar or two out every day. And I suggest uh, rare coins like uh, something in gold or silver because it will always hold its value. And then we got a comment from who, Brian? Who's that? Who, who? Uh, Mr. Noggle commented on this topic. He says that uh, ammo and water will be better than gold and silver. Why not both? 
And I wouldn't, uh, you know, yes. I have no, you know, you don't want to trade off your water. No, and you wouldn't you, want to do that. And I'd want to keep all my ammo. So I would, I would say, you know, keep all of it. Uh, just, uh, just to be sure. We, we'll have to regulate the amount of ammo that you have because you're just not trustworthy. Not, uh, not have to uh, regulate that. Yeah, like they did in Israel, fifty rounds. <laughs> yes. God, I go through fifty rounds. That should day. be enough for you. I go through twice that on I a round know. At, at the uh, at the shoot at the shooting range. Uh, on the Nazis in the restaurant, Terry says, "Kick them out in a heartbeat." But worse than the little make-believe stormtroopers are the people in this administration who don't even know they're fascists. That's a, there's a great book, he says, called Liberal Fascism, still available at Amazon. Uh, Robert says, uh, as for the neo-Nazis, I'd leave and remind them they lost World War II. Yeah, that's true. Um, this is interesting because I've I've had this debate with myself. Now I'm I'm going off on a tangent. You're debating with yourself, huh? Yes, <laughs> yes. That, that's got to be interesting. Uh, well, shut up. No. Are, Demo <laughs> are Democrats more fascist or more socialist? In fascist with the fascists, I own the company, but the government regulates it. They control it. Socialism. You know, they're redistributing wealth. Which one are the Democrats more, socialist or fascist? Is both an acceptable answer? <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't be inaccurate, would it? No. But you, that wasn't hard, was it? <laughs> but we do, have, we do have a substantially fascist government. That's, you know, it, it's a really, you know, powerful uh, phrase, but it's true. If you own a company, the government controls it. I don't care if it's a restaurant or you manufacture something. I don't care if it's a clothing store. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Well, they have to. Because? You're, you're too stupid. stupid. Uh, if, if I own the company, but I have to pay wages the government demands, I have to jump through hoops that the government throws out there, the government's controlling the company. Right now, uh, General Motors, Ford, and uh, I'll call them Chrysler, but it's it's really not, uh, they're owned by uh, another company. But they're facing uh, union uh, unions that are on strike and closing down the plant. If it was my plant and it wasn't a fascist world, I would simply say, look, you have two choices. You want to work for me, this is what your pay is. You don't like it, go find someone who will pay you what you're worth, in your mind, and I'll find someone to take your place. Get off my property. Do not block, uh, you know, uh, my people from, from delivering and, and uh, picking up goods. You're fired if you're not at work at starting time tomorrow. But we live in a fascist world. And I can't do that if I'm one of those, if I'm Stellantis or Ford or, or GM. I have to deal with the union. And as a result of that, we're shutting down the business. Nobody can make cars and trucks. Uh, the suppliers can't get paid. The suppliers can't keep making products. This is, isn't that, not, is that not fascism? 
isn't that fascism? I own the company, but I can't, dis, you know, I'm not allowed to choose who works for me. It strikes me as more fascist than socialist. Anyway, Bill is on in Eldon, Missouri to tell us what he thinks. Good morning, sir. You know, fascism is socialism, right? Like the Nazis were the National Socialist German Party. Yeah, but Italy was more fascist than socialist. It, it, there is a distinction. There is a difference. Uh, Karl Marx, the founder of socialism, uh, who believed in redistribution of wealth from those according to their ability to those according to their need. Uh, so which one are they more, socialist or fascist? Well, you know, fascism is like a flavor of socialism, kind of like Ford is a car. Um <laughs> A little bit different, you know, in who controls the business somewhat and who owns the business. But, I mean, they're, they're both the same animal. I, I, would, I would say that the Democrats right now are fascist, socialist, as opposed to the Bernie Sanders really socialist, socialist. Yeah, so there is a difference. Oh, by the way, you know, a socialist used for light before they use candles? Uh, do tell. Light bulbs. <laughs> all right. Bill, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, all right. Coming up, I wanted to talk about this uh, yesterday. I didn't get to. But uh, we're looking for a new police chief here in Columbia. And I've looked at the list of candidates. And I know who I want. Uh, I'm sure I, I probably should keep it a secret. Because when, you know, when, when the local uh, government here in Columbia find out what direction I'm leaning uh, toward any candidate for any position, it's like the kiss of death. And I really don't want to do that to this candidate, but I'm going to throw a little support uh, in that direction. There are four finalists who are trying uh, or vying to be the next chief of police. Uh, and... Uh, there are, there's only one that's actually from the Columbia Police Department. I'm sort of surprised by that. But I will, I will divulge my opinion on that. Uh, and you can weigh in on that as well. Uh, I just, I feel sorry for the police. I wouldn't even want the job, to tell you the truth. They're underpaid, they're overworked, they're understaffed, undermanned. Oh, that'll be a task. All right, that's up next on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show 